Hello, Googleization Nation, and welcome to Beyond the Office, Building and Leading Remote Teams, a GGG Unleashed podcast with thought leader Bill Keller. I'm Ira Wolf. And I'm Jason Cochran. In each of Bill's episodes, you'll get the latest research, trends, and tips on remote work to build and lead cohesive teams around the world for the future of work. Let's begin. Welcome to Beyond the Office, Building and Leading Remote Teams. I'm your host, Bill Keller. On this show, I'll be giving you the ins and outs, the ups and downs, and the great advantages of building a remote team, especially a global remote team. But don't worry, if you haven't ventured into using overseas resources yet, there'll be plenty in this episode and future episodes for you as well, as we touch on ways to build your remote team, whether domestic or global. As this is our first episode, I'd like to take a moment and introduce myself and my background. I consider myself a serial entrepreneur, having started over eight businesses in industries as diverse as log home manufacturing, digital printing, weight loss centers, cutting edge fitness facilities, office automation and AI, and my global remote staffing business. We have staff in five countries with our main office in India and our newest offices opening in South America in Colombia. I'm a native to Pennsylvania, but I've been living in Colombia, South America for the last three years. I'm an avid traveler, voracious reader, and biohacker. And with that experience, it gives me a unique perspective on the world and the advantages of using global staff. So why do I do what I do? I believe that I have a twofold mission in life, which is to give people opportunities and to help them to grow. I believe that working overseas allows me to have an outsized impact on the communities that I work in. The awesome thing is I've gotten to see incredible life change in our employees that work for us, but also on the businesses that employ them. It's why I get excited to get up for work every day. In this episode, we're going to talk about the number one thing I believe holds people back from tapping into the global workforce more than any other. This is actually probably the single biggest factor that keeps people from reaching the success they desire in life. But first, let's understand what's at stake for your business. Unless you've been living under a rock for the last few years, finding good qualified staff at a rate you can afford is getting more and more difficult. This fact is driven by the retirement of the baby boomers. Their replacement generation is much smaller than they are. Not to mention the labor participation rate is one of the lowest we've seen in over 40 years. As Ira Wolf says, this is the perfect labor storm, and it's not going away anytime soon. And as you have probably seen, this puts stress on your employees, your clients, and ultimately you. So imagine what would it be like if you could find a pool of talent, respectful, productive, professional at a cost that is one-third to one-half less than your current hiring costs. How could that change your business? We find that for companies that employ this strategy, several things happen. Their customers are happy because they're getting the service they desire. Their employees are happier because they're not burnt out and they're getting to do more of what they're good at, which increases job satisfaction and ultimately increases the value to the company and their pay. The owners are happier because they have fewer issues to deal with and manage and they're not feeling overwhelmed. And finally, it helps their bottom line. It's a win-win for everybody. So if it's a win-win for everybody, why would not everybody be jumping on this bandwagon? A lot of people have, but there's still so many that haven't. In my opinion, the number one thing holding people back from using overseas staff and building great remote teams is fear. It's the same thing that holds us back from doing almost anything in our life. For the purpose of our conversation, I believe we can break that fear into four specific elements. I think it's important to define our fears, just like one of my favorite authors, Tim Ferriss, said in his uh, 2017 TED Talk 
on defining your fears are more important than goal setting. And I love that talk that he did. So the first fear on our list is cultural. One of the biggest concerns that holds people back from building a remote team, especially a global one, is the fear of cultural differences. Many wonder what would it be like to work with somebody from a different culture, religion, or race. However, as somebody who's worked with overseas teams for over a decade, I believe that the diversity we see between cultures is not a bug, but a feature, and in fact, can add strength to your company. While there are challenges in navigating these differences, I found that people working cross-culturally are more intentional about engaging and understanding others at a deeper level. This intentionality extends beyond the overseas teams to the interpersonal relationships within the company itself. And that's just where the benefits start. Of course, there are some jobs that might not be a great fit due to cultural differences, but working with a professional experienced in working with overseas teams can help you speed up your team's development by understanding those differences and finding ways to maximize the benefits and minimize the negative effects. The second area of concern for many business owners and hiring departments is the quality of work produced by overseas staff. They wonder if these workers will be educated and be able to do good work. Horror stories of poor quality work abound, with clients receiving jobs that are incorrect or not what they wanted. However, I've found that the lack of quality often starts with lack of quality direction and expectations. That's not always the case, but typically it's the first place we start when we want to find ways to improve quality of work. When someone sends a job to an overseas worker and it's not done correctly, it's important to look at the directions and the expectations that were given. More often than not, I find that the worker gave the client what they were asking for, but it wasn't what they wanted. And in there lies the rub. This happens because of unclear communications. As business owners or professionals, we need to take ownership of our lack of clear communications rather than pushing the problem outside of ourselves. And in doing that, we gain power. While not every overseas worker is a good fit for every job in the U.S., most knowledge workers that we see in today's companies dealing with finance, production processes, data analysis, and customer service have low barriers to entry for most overseas staff. But here's the secret. Testing and piloting using overseas workers before they're absolutely necessary is one of the best secrets and strategies we can recommend. This allows you to experiment and see where they'll work the best in your company and how they'll work the best. It gives you a chance to refine your communication and your management skills while understanding the extent to which remote teams can bring value to your business. For example, about five years ago, I had somebody in the U.S. doing my bookkeeping and accounting for my marketing company. They were getting overwhelmed with the work, so I hired an assistant overseas in India for them. The resource in India did a fantastic job. In fact, a much better job than my U.S. accounting lead was doing. When my U.S. resource became sick and could no longer do the work, I was faced with a dilemma. Find somebody, someone else in the U.S. or transfer everything over to India. Even though I had worked overseas for years, there was still some fear in that decision. You know, it's my finances. Can I trust them? What's going to happen? Am I going to get the, what I need? However, I looked at the results that the Indian worker had shown me over a period of months. Again, testing and piloting. They had proved themselves trustworthy and competent, which is really what I wanted. And I took the leap and transferred all my accounting over to India, putting in safeguards as we went along to make sure that I was going to be protected. Again, trust but verify, as Reagan said. 
And it's one of the best decisions that I've ever made in business. That resource is now my associate vice president helping me run operations. In the end, my Indian resource provided me with more accurate financials. They were able to close the books in a significantly faster time than the U.S. resource. And they also saved me an immense amount of time and effort because they were able to understand the process and take more of it on themselves. It was fantastic. The third area of concern for many businesses, communication. They worry that if they hire an overseas resource, the person may have a thick accent or be difficult to understand. Many have had bad experiences talking with call center representatives from overseas, and they don't want the same for their business. And rightfully so. But when I talk to companies, they often say that the person they need for a specific position needs to speak perfect English. I respond by asking how often they plan to have that resource talk directly to clients or attend meetings, and they usually respond, almost never as almost all of their work is done through email. Mm -hmm. This is where the problem lies. We want to be comfortable in the short term, but in doing so, we may miss out on the best solution available in the long term. We often increase the barriers to hiring when not necessary, and in the end, the one who's truly hurt is the company. The secret is to conduct a proper risk assessment to understand where the accent and their understanding of English or lack of understanding of English might become a problem for the business. Also, this is just from personal experience. Even if you have a hard time understanding somebody at first, it will not take long before that goes away and you'll get used to the accent and the cadence of their speech. And so one of the secrets is being comfortable being uncomfortable. And in the beginning, if you can do that, you can reap massive rewards. So the fourth and final area of concern is image. Business owners often wonder how their clients will respond. They also worry about their employees' opinions and how they'll react. These are all valid questions and concerns, but if we answer them honestly, I find that typically there's nothing that would keep us from using overseas staff when compared to the benefits. It's crucial, again, to conduct a risk assessment to understand where the potential risks and problems lie, but also what are the potential gains so we can compare those two and make sure that it's the right decision for you. It's not the right decision to use overseas staff for every company. It's not a panacea. This is not going to replace everybody on your team, nor do I think it should. Even if you could add more money to the bottom line, I don't believe it's a wise decision. And I don't believe it's going to be one that's going to serve you. But this is another tool in your toolbox that you can use to augment the staff for your company and to help everyone involved. One of the, the crucial questions that I love to ask myself is what am I willing to risk for what am I willing to gain? When we can define that, we are well on our way to solving that problem. One unique thing that we've observed with one of our larger clients is employees actually enjoy working with people overseas because it adds interest and enjoyment to their work. And in full transparency, I have had one occasion in the last six years where one of my client's clients objected to them using someone overseas. It is a rare occurrence indeed. Most clients prioritize getting the service they need and deserve when we can provide that at a high level. Very few people are concerned with where that help is originating from. Well, it's time to bring this episode to a close. I hope you found these ideas helpful. Remember, as a great man once said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. Once we understand our fears, we can make better decisions regarding the formation of our remote teams. Before I go, I'd like to make you an offer. If you'd like to learn more about building remote teams, either through Staffing Global or a team that you want to build on your own, 
I'm happy to provide you with a complimentary hour of consulting. It's my gift to you to help you get you off on the right foot. But if you do decide to use our services to bring on a remote team member, we have a special offer going on. We'll provide you with one month of free service. And of course, we always have our awesome in three or it's free guarantee. This means that you're not absolutely thrilled with the help and support that our staff provides after three months. We'll give you a full refund. It's our commitment to providing a great customer experience. This is certainly not an offer you can get if you hire somebody directly or through any other company we're aware of, but it's our commitment to you. Until next time, it's Bill Keller. Go out and build great remote teams. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for tuning in and digging deep into what's ahead for the future of remote work. We'll be back next month with Bill for another episode. But until then, please visit Staffing Global's website for additional resources at staffdifferent.com. And remember, don't let the shift hit your plans.